You're listening to the No Gray Areas podcast with Patrick McCullough. Joining us again is Joseph N. Gagliano, author and creator of No Gray Areas. In this episode, he tells us how key moments in life can affect us in both good and bad ways. Let's jump in. Joe, welcome back. Uh, No Gray Areas podcast. Really, we're titling this podcast uh, after the name of your book that you typed from an interesting place, right? Most people write books and they're at a cabin up in the mountains or they have a word processor. A word processor. You typed on an old fashioned typewriter, right? Yeah. And you got to like move. But where did you type it from? With no correction tape, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, From a federal prison. Federal prison. Federal prison. And it, it made use of the large amount of free time I had. Yeah. Let's put it that yeah. way. Good use of it. Yeah. Good use of it. So uh, the No Gray Area is, is actually the story. You're telling the story of why you ended up in prison. And so it's an amazing cautionary tale, a redemptive story, which is really cool because it's actually being made into a movie right now, right? It is. Yeah? It is. So really proud of what we're doing with it. The whole platform for No Gray Areas is much more than my crazy, crazy story. It's about choices. It's about consequences of choices. And we've been fortunate enough, Pat, I know you've done a few of these podcasts with some other people and bring on different people that have had different life experiences that revolve around choices. So it's, uh, I'm super excited about what we're doing. It's the same thing we're doing with the movie. We're not doing a movie with the grounds of a, a theatrical release and see how much the box office will produce. We're doing a movie with a partnership with ambassadors of compassion in conjunction of their curriculum inside high schools, inside colleges, really trying to give back to the younger generation a message about consequences of choices and the cautionary tale about some of the flawed choices that I made along the way. Which is really cool because you actually had opportunities along the way to sell your story. I mean, it's an amazing story. It's a dramatic story. It's going to be great up on the yeah. big screen. But you had opportunities to to get a check and give it away, but you you didn't because deep inside you you knew it could be used for something better and you didn't yeah. want the story to not be told correctly. Man, I always had a, f- a fear about seeing my selling my story with the creative rights behind it to someone in Hollywood and having them Hollywoodize it and, you know, then then before you know it, they've got my character on screen banging hookers and doing drugs. I yeah. mean, that's scared the heck out of me. Yeah. But when you sell someone your creative rights and your, and your life story, they own it. Yeah. They could twist it. They can turn it. They can do whatever they want with it at that yeah. point. And, um, and I'm going to be there in, in the, in the uh, audience with my wife and my four kids, and they're going to look at me like, what the heck? That's not you up there. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done a lot of silly, stupid things in my life, but never played around with that stuff at all. And I wouldn't want my kids or God willing, someday my grandkids to have to see that. So just... You're not afraid to share your mistakes, but just make sure that the mistakes that you made, the made up ones. The 250 pages plus I wrote the book in there, I think it's 245 actually. I mean, I'm just throwing my heart out there. I mean, I, I... I'm one flawed idiot. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I've made a ton of flipping mistakes in my life. And, but the thing was, I don't, I'm not hiding from it though, Pat. I mean, it is what it is, man. I, I'm not proud of what I did, but I'm not embarrassed by what I did either. You know, I didn't rape or pillage anyone. I didn't murder anyone. I didn't cheat or lie to anyone, man. I went to Vegas. I made some bets on a game that I knew I was fixed, that I knew I was fixing. I knew the results of, and I'm not saying that's right. Man, 25 years later, I know how wrong it was. But 
I'm not embarrassed by it because I yeah. know who I am. Yeah. There, you know, you're going to open my closet door. There's not going to be a lot of skeletons that are going to fall out of it. The skeletons are inside yeah, the book. You, you wrote them in the book. Yeah. Well, and you were telling me recently that there was a couple of low points in your life where you actually, I mean, it crossed your mind like, man, I could sell the story right now. I could use the money. I could get out of it. But aren't you glad you didn't now? Because Dude, what's coming man, down the pipeline is so there exciting. Were, there were some times, Pat, in the last four or five years since I published the book that some pretty silly offers came my way. I mean, guys would that have credentials in Hollywood sliding across the table, checks with, you know, a few bucks behind it yeah. that were attractive. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. I kept going back to that movie in Invincible, the one that, that Mark Wahlberg was in. Yeah, yeah. A guy where he walks on the Philadelphia Eagles football team, and the movie was done by Disney, right? And I'll forget when he walked out of the out of the theater the first time from seeing the, the movie. The, the true yeah, life the character. The true guy, yeah, yeah. Sean Papalo, or yeah. I, 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 don't, I forget his last name, how to pronounce it. But he walked out of the theater at the red carpet event that Disney was having, and some reporter put a microphone in his face and said, hey, what would you think of the movie? And he looked like the proverbial deer in the headlights. And he <laughs> said, know what to say. And he said, other than me walking on the New York Jets or the Philadelphia Eagles, I think it was, other than me walking on the Eagles and playing football for them, I didn't know whose life was on that screen. Wow. And that just kind of like, that was a yeah. aha yeah. moment for me. I said, I can't yeah. be that guy. You don't want to walk out. I can't sell out for a few yeah. bucks and have my my wife and my kids and God willing, my grandkids down the road see stories that weren't even real. Yeah, yeah. Because perception is reality. It goes back to what we talk about all the time. Perception is reality. What people perceive, what people see on the internet, they yeah. think, wow, that's, that's, that's real. That had yeah. to happen. Somebody wrote about it. Hey, somebody did a movie about this. It has to happen. It's yeah. got to be real. Yeah, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you waited because as you mentioned already, Ambassador of Compassion, who we're partnering with, uh, have a curriculum. It's already been a proven curriculum. Goal is to take this movie and leverage it to reach a million plus students yeah. with this cautionary tale, this redemptive story, uh, the power of choices. So that's just exciting. I'm, I'm glad you didn't, aren't you? Man, I'm super proud of what we're doing. So not only that, you know, the doc, the, the documentary we did with Netflix that's coming out October 6th, using that with the NCAA with some type of curriculum um, for incoming freshman athletes with the NCAA, the movie with high school and colleges we talked about, and there's just so much good that goes behind it, turning my silly story, my crazy story into a platform that could make a difference, into a platform that could be used as a cautionary tale. That's what really gets me excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the haters are going to say, oh, Gagliano's doing this for money, or Gagliano wrote a book for money, or Gagliano's making a movie for money. Man, come talk to me directly on that stuff, because that's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, There's, yeah. That's a bunch yeah. of nonsense. There's yeah. no money in anything we're doing. Yeah. I truly am doing this for a greater cause, and I know, Pat, you're a vital part of what we're doing. You're in a lot of these meetings. You hear yeah. a lot of these yeah. things that are going on. You see... You see the true heart coming out behind the people that are around us and what we're doing with these schools. I just get excited. Yeah. Really oh, excited. for sure. For yeah. sure. Well, and people that are listening, if they if they want to go back and hear some of the earlier podcasts that were post, they, they would hear a little bit more of the story because we're referencing these things that happened. And you tell a little bit about that on earlier podcasts or get the book, No Gray Areas, and they can read about it. But... Um, the other thing that I think your story is is displaying right now, this other truth, we keep using the word cautionary tale, yeah. but being men of faith, um, 
you and I both believe that we have opportunities to be forgiven, that we have opportunities to move on, um, that, that the mistakes we've made in our past don't define who we are because of, of the God we believe in. And isn't that your story now where you're, you're not defined as this person from 1994 who made this mistake. You're in, in God's eyes, he's taking this story and using it for good now. There's a lot of truth to that, and I wholeheartedly believe it, and you know how strong and faith is in my life and my family's life, but yet, I hate to say a but, you know, because, it, but there is a but, because unfortunately, in the age that we're living in, the information age and people's perceptions, and it's easier to pass blame to other people rather than just forgiving people or, or having, showing mercy on people. They want to persecute. They want to hate. They want to sling mud. Yeah. That's an easier route for people to justify their their own flaws. Yeah. Because Pat, we're all jacked up, man. Yeah, we are. We're all flawed. Yep. There's not one perfect person on this earth, yep. and you and I both know yep. that. Yeah. So, it, it's 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 almost comical how I've had to come to go through the pain that I went through to come to peace to where I'm at right now. Like I know who I am. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm lousy at. And I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think that your story is such a great story. Again, like we've said, it is a cautionary tale. And that's what we're going to use it for when we talk to the high schoolers out there. But like you just said, there's not a single person listening who doesn't have skeletons in their closet. There's not a single person listening who hasn't made mistakes. And your story is one that says you're not, you don't have to be defined by those, though. Joe you know, Gagliano I... isn't <laughs> defined by that mistake you made was for a long ago. time though i mean no doubt about it man yeah. i i carried that cross and i persecuted myself for years man for years you know what i find to be true i find to be true is that the ones that do pass judgment the ones that do claim holier than thou are the ones with more skeletons in their own closet <laughs> yeah you're probably right it, it, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's it's almost comical in a yeah. way and, and and it's the same thing kind of and i love my faith i love my lord and you know that and, and but I almost find out the people that say, oh, give it to God or let God handle it. Those are the ones or the ones that say, I'll pray for you. Yeah. Those are the ones that I'm starting to run from. Yeah. Because those are the ones that they, they, they and I get what they're coming from. Yeah. Most of the time their heart is pure, but I just, I can't yeah. resonate with it because yeah. we're all work in progress. We're all so heavily flawed. It's, it's, and I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It It does. I'm not coming about it the wrong way. It's just, it's just, I've learned painfully to, to, I can't connect with those people. I, I know what you mean. I feel the same way that sometimes there's a little red flag that goes up where there's a lack of transparency or honesty sometimes. Um, Because the transparent, honest person is going to be like, hey, heard your story and I understand. I, I didn't do what you did. Yeah. But I've made some mistakes. I get it. And yeah, I've yeah. had to work through those mistakes and learn from them. And that's that's your story, which is so amazing. So recently we were on the phone with the scriptwriter, which has been so much fun for me because <laughs> he's doing a great job and it makes me so excited about this movie that's coming out. But we are on the phone with him and he was asking you some some questions about your story. And and you made a statement, and I, I wrote it down right away because I knew I needed to talk to you about this on one of our podcasts. You talked about there's key moments in our lives. Yeah that will affect us for good or bad. So do you remember the surrounding story with that? Yeah, it, you know, we were talking with the scriptwriter uh, Lewis Kolick, about um, some of the stuff that happened the day of the first game. And I was in Chicago, and big snowstorm, and um, I had an 11.30 flight, 
to fly to Las Vegas. I had a duffel bag full of cash, 500000 We already talked about that. Yeah. And I had a limo picking me up at my um, my my apartment yeah. building back in Chicago. It was supposed to pick me up at like 9.15 or 9.30. And it was like a badass snowstorm the yeah. night before. Just I mean, just snow. Yeah. snow Anybody everywhere. that's from the north, they yeah, know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, ice on the roads, all kinds of craziness going on in Chicago. And the limo was late. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I got to make this flight because the game started that night at 7.30 Pacific time. I'm going to bet all this money. If I don't make this flight, I'm, I'm going to lose out on this opportunity. So I get to the airport. I, you know, I paid the driver an extra few bucks and tell him to break every law he can break on the way there. <laughs> and yeah. I get there. Yeah. And I'm doing like the quasi O.J. Simpson impression through the airport, yeah. running through the airport, trying to go through security. For the young people, that means yeah. you're hurdling yeah. things. They never saw that commercial. but Well, back in my younger days, I could run a little bit. Yeah. Now yeah. it's now it would be a fast yeah. walk, right? But um, so I finally get to the gate, and it says, you know, it's almost like these, these shows and parody at its best, and flight canceled or flight delayed. It said yeah. flight delayed, right? I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we had no timetable when the flight would leave and everything. So I did the next best thing I could think of. At that point, I go to a payphone because, I mean, this is 1994, yeah, right? Yeah. I go to a payphone. I got this duffel bag full of a half million bucks around my shoulder. And I call my parents' house because my dad's living, my, my parents are living in Las Vegas. So it's 10 o'clock in the morning, Chicago time, which makes it 8 o'clock in the morning out there in Las Vegas. And my my parents are not early bird risers, right? And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, my gosh. You're probably so, waking them up. I call him and my dad answers the phone. And I'm trying to, my dad was not a gambler. My dad was not a sports guy. My dad, I'm trying to explain on a payphone at O'Hare Airport to my dad to go to the bank, take everything you have out of the bank in cash, and go to the hotel. And by the way, bet on Oregon State plus the points. Yeah. If, if I could have recorded that call and my dad, and looking back at it now 25 years later, it's comical. You know, the whole thing you're talking yeah, about here, rather yeah. than going into detail about moments. that call, yeah. was a key moment. And I look back for 25 years later now, I look back as, I wish my dad never answered that phone. If my dad would have never answered that phone, game one would have never happened. Game one would have never happened, I'd never be a felon. I'd never have this label. I'd never have this persecution that was this target on my back for the rest of my life. Yeah. How would my life have been different? Yeah. So when Lewis asked me that question, yeah. I'm like, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Like, what if he well, wouldn't have answered the phone? It changes everything. Everything. Now, it, you know, nine times, not nine times out of 10, but 50% of the time when I call my parents' home, house, they'd never answer the phone anyway. They were out, they didn't hear the phone ring or, you know, some type of nonsense. I'm thinking, why couldn't that happen then? Yeah. That's why I'm just convinced that there's a, bigger plan yeah. you know it's things are never on our time but they're always on time yeah and yeah i went through some dark times i went through some dark times in that asu journey and the other half of my life um but now i'm like firmly convinced that it was all for a reason yeah everything was for a reason yeah so that's a cool thing yeah and and again that goes back to that whole redemptive part of your story it is it was it there were mistakes made, but look at the good that's going to come out of it now. Yeah. 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 Well, I need to have you on again, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about this story. Um, it's it's amazing what's happening. It's amazing how you're allowing the story to be told, and I can't wait to see where this is going to go. So thank you, Joe. I'm always around. You know how to get a hold of me. <laughs> I do. Thanks, right. man. You got it. 
Thanks for listening to the No Gray Areas podcast. To dive deeper into the story, be sure to subscribe, follow us on social media, and check out nograyareas.com.